The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and we celebrate the birthday of Mark Henry on today's podcast. Also, we get into some great discussions. How about L.A. Night after what we saw on SmackDown how he relates to a current WWE superstar. Also, the return of Charlotte. She doesn't wait online. She created the line. We talk about that. Also, to help celebrate Mark's birthday, Hall of Famer Ron Simmons joins the show. A lot to do right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Uh, Santos Escobar now going to be in that Money in the Bank ladder match at Money in the Bank. And if you look at... If you look at that match right now, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, who has been out of the spotlight for quite some time, L.A. Knight and Santos Escobar and Butch, that's a, that's a lot of younger talent and a lot of talent, Mark, that really hasn't had that kind of opportunity yet. Yeah, and, and Dave, my, my whole opinion on it is based off um, how hard you work to get over. And we, we, we had L.A. Knight on with us at WrestleMania and talk to him about him getting over. And, bro, I I just – I'm happy to see that he's in that because uh, he would be my pick uh, going forward because I just feel like he's earned it. He's got himself over. Uh, He's able to do – he's been able to do something that very few wrestlers are able to do. And that's walk out there and the crowd accept you because – of the work that you did, and um, it's time. It's time to see him get it in. Yeah, and and bully, you know, obviously your interview, you were interviewed L.A. Knight with Mark, Tommy, and I just before WrestleMania 39, and we even talked about it with L.A. Knight. Like, why is it taking so long for him to get an opportunity? Uh, maybe, just maybe, this is going to be his time to shine. I'm hoping that the old adage that slow and steady wins the race is what is applicable to LA Knight. This is a guy who is connecting with the audience. He has a very, very simple uh, catchphrase in, yeah, Uh, he says, LA Knight. He's got a great cadence. 
everything that has worked for every superstar in the past when it comes to latching on to the crowd and having them uh, respond to you, LA Knight is doing. Other than that, I can't give you any, any reason why it's not working. Uh, maybe the powers that be don't like that his cadence and delivery and everything else is so reminiscent of The Rock. Maybe they feel like it's a <clears throat> too blatant of a ripoff and too, you know, um, similar. I, I, I don't know. I'm really grasping at stuff here to try to find a legitimate reason why L.A. Knight has not been thrust into the spotlight a little bit more. Happy that he's in the money in the bank ladder match. Hopefully he wins. Hopefully, and if he doesn't win, hopefully he shines enough <clears throat> that he comes out of that match as the guy that got over as opposed to went over. Yeah, and and I actually think if I, if I were to look at it right now, because, Mark, everything you said is true, and the same thing with you, Bully, it seems like organically and naturally he's getting over with the WWE universe, and that's probably more important than anything else. The fact that he has this opportunity, and you look at it as at least right now who's involved in that match for Money in the Bank, I probably put my money on L.A. Knight. And this is coming off the heels of what we saw at WrestleMania. Everybody thought he was going to be a big part of WrestleMania. And was it? Mark, I think this could be his time. I, I think so, Dave. And, you know, it sucks, man, that there have been times, and Bully can attest to that, that somebody gets over naturally and organically, and then they say, well, I mean, he's already getting over. Let's do something with somebody else rather than, Pile it on that guy. Yeah. Pour the Agreed. gasoline on the fire. Like, you know, there's a time when you, you have to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, he's gotten over on his own uh, without the machine behind him. But you know what? Let's just go ahead and get this guy completely over and let him get the opportunities to prove that he could do it in the ring and out of the ring. And there's been times, and, and I'll use uh, WrestleMania as the barometer here, where you felt like, all right, now is the time that they're going to put the foot on the gas, and they just seem to ease off. One example would be Zack Ryder. I remember Zack Ryder was hot. Then they approached WrestleMania 21, 29, which was in New Jersey, you know, New York, New Jersey, and Zack Ryder wasn't on the show. And I remember interviewing him, and he couldn't believe it, that here I am in the back, my backyard, and I'm not on WrestleMania, same thing with L.A. Knight, this past WrestleMania. The other one that's probably the biggest one is Fandango. Uh, Fandango beats Chris Jericho at WrestleMania the night after WrestleMania. The crowd hijacks Monday Night Raw singing Fandango's entrance theme. And then weeks later, he's in obscurity. And what the hell happened? It just feels like when we get to that point where it feels like, all right, this is where they're going to press on the gas. They ease up. I hope that doesn't happen to L.A. Knight right now. You know, my advice to him was, hey, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> Shit. Yep. Say something. And I said that Saturday. Like, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you get fired and you become independent. <laughs> That's the worst thing that can happen. And, and you might make less money at first. But if you're truly confident in, in your ability to, to, to rise and shine like the Phoenix, then, man, will y'all do something with me, please? I busted my ass. I'm, I'm getting over. 
Hell, I'm 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 over. And you, you put me out there against a guy that hadn't been on TV in five weeks, and I do the job to him. Like, what is what what is that doing for us as a company? I'm I'm talking business here. I'm not my ego. One thousand with my ego. I want the company to make more money and to be able to say, "Hey, man, I helped this company make more money." That's what I want. I'm ambitious. I I wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go do the six o'clock morning shows. I'll do the media. You want me to go call the radio stations and 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 give all the bumps and and tell them what's going on and who's doing it? I'll do it. Man, I'll go to the children's hospital. I always hated the children's hospital thing because I'm so sensitive. I just spent my whole time crying. But make a wish. Special Olympics. Man, I was there. First one there. Put me on it. I begged for it. I I, I don't know if, if, if LA Knight is doing that. You gotta lobby for yourself. And if they say no, then you know what the deal is. When your contract come up, don't try to renew. Already have an exit strategy. Interesting choice business. of word, though. Interesting choice of word when you use lobby as opposed to politic. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, it's the same is, thing. It used to be a dirty word, so I always tried to steer away yeah. from it. But, but you do have to politic. There's no doubt. And you know what, Mark, when you said squeaky wheel gets the oil, uh, I learned that a long time ago from X-Pac. Um, around 2003, 2004, I wasn't exactly super happy with the way creative was using, you know, the Dudleys at the time. And yep. I have, I knew everything that we had done in the past, you know, couple of years. And X-Pac said, squeaky wheel gets the oil. And, you know, years later, it really made sense. And look at who X-Pac was friends with. Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Hunter, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. All squeaky wheels. And when I say squeaky wheels, I don't mean that in a bad way. Guys that were not afraid to voice their displeasure with anything and everything that was going on during a certain time in their career. Yes or no? 100%. Especially Shawn Michaels. You know, the whole, that whole Shawn, I was thinking about something this morning. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but uh, everybody's talking about, you know, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Why would anybody be willing to deal with CM Punk at this stage of the game? Is the, the, the risk, the reward, you know, this and that. Vince McMahon dealt with Shawn Michaels. Because there was a massive upside. And I don't know if there was anybody else that could was more of a thorn in Vince McMahon's side or a headache for Vince than Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn did everything wrong outside of the ring. But inside of the ring, there was no better than Shawn. No. So a couple of interesting outside of the ring lessons there. But all right, no, and and I love it. But let me ask you a question on, on that note. Obviously, big difference between Shawn Michaels and CM Punk because of the world we live in now in 2023, especially with social media. So if social media was around and all those things that Shawn Michaels was doing behind the scenes that probably fans had no idea 
he was doing. Because like you said, he was a thorn in Vince McMahon's side. Probably a thorn in a lot of people's side at that time when Shawn Michaels was on top, right? If that was out to the public and the public knew about it, do you think things would have been different with Shawn Michaels? Knowing that it would have been much. No, because it would have been Vince McMahon making the final call, and Vince McMahon don't give a shit about what's going on on social media. And when it comes to a Vince top guy, Vince will do whatever it takes to insulate that top guy and protect that top guy, because at the end of the day, that top guy is putting an ass every 18 inches. I, I, so another question, because, again, you, you guys are inside the bubble, and I am outside the bubble, and you're talking about lobbying and politicking. You're using words like that. And, like, obviously fans know about the Otises and the Fandangos and, you know, the long list of people where they seem like they're right on the cusp of greatness and got themselves over, even though the the plan maybe wasn't for them to get over, but they were able to get themselves over. But those some of those names that we're talking about, like a Fandango, you know, like a Matt Cardona, they're no longer in the world of the WWE. So is it better to be a Matt Cardona or a Fandango who had 70,000 people chanting their name or singing their entrance name? Or is it better to be somebody like a Dolph Ziggler that falls under the radar but is always there, always a part of the company, has been a part of the company for a very, very long time? So what's better? Is it better to be... Is it better to be the part of the roster that you know you're always going to have a job and there's always going to be loyalty to you, but you only get so far and so high? Or is it better to take chances, try to knock that door of opportunity down, knowing that it could cost you your job? Dave, did you you see the interview um, maybe a month ago? Uh, Dolph Ziggler was on a podcast with somebody. I can't remember exactly who it was. And they asked that question to him. And he said, no, it's about the money. He said that my career speaks for itself. Nobody could ever take away from my career. He said, I'm in it for the money. And the comfortability. He said that I, I could work with anybody any night of the week and Go over or get over. Don't matter. It's about the money. It's a job for me. He said, I love it, but I love the money. And there are many people that have that in their mind now. They they had their time in the sun. The company wants to go young and build young people. Shit, I'm going to build them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to motivate them. I'm going to push them. I'm not going to give it easily. Come take it from me. Work at my work rate. Do things that get you over more than I. And and, and if I feel like that that person has earned that, what you going to do, bully? You're going to help out. Because you're doing what? Helping the company make more money. Thus, Giving yourself value. That's it. You don't have to be the guy on top to make the company money, Dave. You can be one of the guys lower to the bottom. Unfortunately, like a Dolph, and I hate 
saying that about Dolph because Dolph is so damn good at what he does. Bro, I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan, but Dolph is nowhere near the top. But if you want to get somebody to the top, you put him in the ring with Dolph. And here's something people probably don't know. And I'm not trying to pull back the curtain on Dolph. Dolph gets paid very, very well to do what he does. And most people be like, he's never on TV, Bubba. He doesn't do anything. They job him out. They blah, 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 blah. And he gets paid really, really well. Because the Dolph Zigglers of the world only come around once in a while. We talk about generational talents. Dolph Ziggler is a generational talent. A guy that can yes, hang sir. out at the bottom and on any given night, if he wanted to, tomb shoot right to the top of the ladder and it's not because he's 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 relegated to the bottom he chooses to go with the ebbs and flows of wrestling to yeah, be a company guy yeah he don't politics he or, or lobby if if they said hey man uh so and so's hurt and we need a we need a thoroughbred that can carry the load um, we're gonna we're gonna put the rocket on you so we can get this done in the next three to four weeks. Dolph is the guy. I I understand what both you guys are saying, and I and I, I completely understand it. But there was a moment, and I I know you guys know what moment I'm talking about. You know, the night after WrestleMania when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase, he cashed it in against Alberto Del Rio, and he blew the roof off the Meadowlands Arena that night. There was a point where. In the WWE, and probably a lot of younger fans that are listening won't believe what I'm saying, but it's true, that he was the hottest guy in the company. It's got to be painful to know that you were that high, that high, that regarded in a moment, and then it all came crashing down. I understand what you guys are saying about he makes great money, he helps the company, he's loyal, and they're loyal to him. And there's a place for that. But it's got to be tough to know that at one small moment, I was the guy in the WWE. I mean, I, at least from the outside looking in. Dave, they've made some mistakes. We all have. Hell, I'm, I'm sitting here right now. Birthday boy, I made mistakes, man. I, I, have, I have serious, serious heartfelt regret for things I've done and said in my life because of the consequences that came with them. I'm sure that the WWE regrets not doing right by Zack Ryder, by Otis, by Dolph in that moment that you were talking about. And there's been many, many more cases that they regret. But whatever they did, they did for the reason that they saw fit. And at the end of the day, it's their company. They get to do and choose what they want. Don't make it right, Dave. You're exactly right. Don't make it right. Hell, this year, you thought Cody should have won at WrestleMania. Like, damn, Mark, that would have been his moment. It would have been. There's always a, a there's always another reason. But I, I tell you this with whole heart and complete understanding and a knowledge of the force, if you will. That the business is going to go on 
without you. If you get the boo-boo phase and you start uh, dreading being there rather than relishing the role of builder, you're going to lose that money. Because I don't know exactly what the number is that Dolph is getting, but it's pretty damn high. And and I and guess Dave, with yep. Before we go to break, I want to say this, and this is not going to make sense to you, but it's the truth, and I'm sure Mark will be able to back me up on it. In order to show up to work every day, like Dolph Ziggler does knowing that they're probably not doing a damn thing with you as they have over the past couple of years. Do you know what you have to stop doing? What? Caring. Uh, Reading your own press too. You have to stop caring. You have to emotionally disconnect from pro wrestling. You have to be a plumber who shows up to a job site that may or may not actually use his toolbox today but is still getting paid you might be a carpenter who has to show up to a job site with his toolbox knowing that he may or may not work today with his hands but is still getting paid Dolph stopped caring a long time ago I don't know how to do it I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a passionate Italian from New York you know by, by, by way of Dudleyville but I, I don't know to not, I don't know how to not care about anything in life or relationships or I, work. You know, I'm so damn passionate about what I do. So, but Dolph, he was, he's a personality type or maybe just over the years has learned to be like, you know what? I don't care. Or me, is it, is it not caring bully or is it just knowing your role? Um, you could say it's a little bit of both. But Dolph stopped caring a long time ago. Every once in a while, though, Dolph smacks the world in the face, or he smacks the. I would WWE. love to talk to him. Zach I would smacks love to the talk WWE to in the face on social media by saying, "I know who I am. I know what I can do. I know the sounds that come out of people when I go out there. I'm damn good at what I that I do. Always have been. Always will be. And can work the opening match and the main event any on any given night." Dolph knows how great he is in the ring. It's impossible to have a bad match with Dolph Ziggler. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Let's get to the point, and the point is Charlotte Flair. Charlotte makes her return and already is like, Adam Pierce says, well, wait a second. You have to get in line. And she said, hey, there is no line. I created the line. I'm not, I don't do lines. And now she's bypassing, I guess, Bianca Belair to, go, to face Asuka. Now, the last time we saw Charlotte Flair, she lost to Rhea Ripley. But I, listen, Mark, you get no complaints from me if you're going to get Oscar and Charlotte in the ring together, because whenever Charlotte and Oscar are in the ring, it's magic. Dynamite. Dynamite, Dave. I mean, it was, it was a few, maybe a few years ago, but I remember us all coming on after Charlotte and Oscar match and was like, damn, you talk about stealing the show. They, they, they just, they're just magic, man. There's not many people that uh I mean outside of uh Mercedes Monet um Oscar's best match was with Charlotte There's no doubt So if, we, if that's what we're going to get then sign me up And Bianca's going to have to wait maybe we might see Charlotte and Bianca at some point which I would love to see as well if Charlotte does take care of business against Oscar Believe- Dave 
Yes. Did seeing Charlotte show up again and just propel herself into the number one contender spot or propel herself to the front of the line just like that in the snap of a finger, did you get the feeling like, all right, we've been here before. This nope. is a little much. I did not. And right. you know what? And, Bully, I was going to ask you the question. I'll ask both you guys the question. Are there certain wrestlers that don't have to wait in the line? Is there certain wrestlers that when they do make their return, they jump right to the front of the line? If there is somebody yes. like that, it's Charlotte. And and this is where, again, I think a lot of times you put we put too much stock in social media. Because on social media, everybody's going, oh, my God, Charlotte again. I don't want to see Charlotte Guys, you you guys both watched SmackDown on Friday. Did you hear the reaction from the crowd when Charlotte Woo! returned? Like they that crowd went nuts. Now maybe there was the one or two people you saw booing, but for the most part, I would say I would be as bold to say more than ninety percent of that crowd on Friday night was pro Charlotte. This is where like they, you have to be careful of who you listen to. And to me, I'm always gonna listen to the person who pays for a ticket as to oppose that of a nameless, faceless person on social media. Dave, right now, I'm gonna say this from the bottom of my heart. I mean from the bottom of the hell with them people that react like that. Because those are those cannibals that we talk about. Those haters, they're going to say whatever it is the hell they want to say. There are certain people that can come back tomorrow in the men's championship run. Goldberg, Randy Orton, Batista. Like you can, there's, there's a few guys, they, they usually go by one name, like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cher. You know who they are. When the when the when the brass comes in, Dave, you let the brass come in. Charlotte Flair is the brass, brother. There ain't nobody that's gonna trump that card. The queen and the ace, she is one and the same. She's a star. She's she is in a lot of ways, and I I believe and and bully. Stop me if I'm wrong. There's certain talents, and let's just use the WWE as the as the barometer right now. Certain talents, like a Brock Lesnar, when they come back, that's it's all bets are off. Brock. The rules, yeah. The rules are set aside because there are certain talents that are stars, and I put Charlotte in the category of being a star. What say you, bully? The the reaction tells you everything that you need to know. Yes, she's a star. And I like the way they use the line. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't get to the back of the line because I made the line. That covers everything up. Like, I'm too big of a star. I am the alpha woman on the planet when it comes to the women's division. Thus, I can walk onto any show I want at any given time and do whatever I want because I'm Charlotte. Not Charlotte Flair, just Charlotte. So I, I get it. I was just throwing it out there to see if anybody felt like, all right, we've been here before. How many times are we going to go the same route with Charlotte where she just shows up, goes to the front of the line? Go ahead, guys. Bully. Yep. You are a star, a bona fide athletic star in this world. 
So am I. When Charlotte said, I made the line, you let me tell you what she meant. Her name has been on the on the on the on the billboard out front, like our names were on the billboard out in front of the whiskey a go go. We made the line. That was that line that was around that place before they opened the door. That was us. We did that. Charlotte Flair did that, <laughs> brother, a thousand times over. Why would you put that person in line? If Goldberg came back tomorrow, he's a name. He's yeah. over. For Mark, he's let me somebody. Let, let me <clears throat> let me just chime in there, right there. You said, "Why would you?" And then you kind of stopped. Like, why would you put him at the back of the line? No, why would you not allow that person to jump up front? Because, because for the first it's time, only going to delay something briefly. But because for the first time, it would be a little different of a story. If Charlotte were to show up and go, I don't wait in line because I made the line and somebody shut her down and said, no, this time you're going to the back of the line unless you're scared of going to the back of the line, unless your ego won't let you go to the back of the line, unless you don't think you can make your way back to the front by starting at the back. Now we see Charlotte having to wrestle on TV every week to prove herself. And then after she runs through everybody in division, now she looks at Asuka and goes, I'm back at the front of the line. I did it the way you wanted me to do it. Now what's up, bitch? Just something a little different. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And let's bring in our next guest for Mark to help celebrate his birthday. And let's bring in the great, the legendary Ron Simmons. Sir, how are you this morning? Oh, no. Well, I'm doing fantastic, Mike. And let me listen. Let me just start off by this, right? And I think Mark, Mark will tell you this as well. There's a handful of people. Not only will I call and wish a birthday, give a birthday shout out to, but there's a handful of people only that I'll break my vacation with my family for to call in for. And the reason for that is, is that Mark Henry is family. So that's the reason that I am going to break my file right here with my family from interruption, because this is an extension of my family. How you doing, big brother? Happy birthday to you, man. I'm doing good. It's so good to hear your voice, man. And thank you. Yeah. Because I consider no you family too. Oh, look, that's all that's the way this goes, okay? And I was talking to Paul and he asked me about that. I said, Listen, <laughs> look, man, there ain't many people I'll do this for, but this is definitely one of them. You know? Everything's good, my man. It is, man. I'm I'm uh you know, spending a a lot of time working, but you know what? That's what you said you need to do. You you mentored us. All of us, and uh, That's I, right. I really appreciate the teachings. Yeah, because listen, 
You know, there's not many people that, and in the, in the business we're in, and all the factions come and go, but there's very few that go through what we do and actually love each other. So listen, yeah. that is something that we've always cherished among each other when the cameras are not rolling and the microphones are not there for people to hear us. That's the best part about us. You know, we genuinely got to love each other, and that is on and outside of the mat. So listen, man, so I'm happy to do this, and I'm wishing you nothing but love on your birthday, and we wish each other happy birthday every day. You know how that goes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell everybody that I said hello. I'll definitely do it, man. And you enjoy yourself and say hello to the family for me. And I love you, brother. Always. All right. Love you, Mr. too, Mr. Simmons, thank you so much for celebrating. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Take care. That's awesome. That awesome. Uh, you know, Ron Simmons on his vacation, uh, wishing you a happy birthday. And, you know, he mentioned about family. And I understand where he's coming from, Mark, because it is all about family at the end of the day. Oh, man. Ron, Ron like, raised us, man. Like, protected us from ourselves because we were young and uh, unruly. And, and he would be like, look, this is not what, what it's supposed to be. Like, you're going to brick yourself. That was his term. You're going to brick yourself. And um, he was like, this is what it's about, longevity. And, you know, I always try to imitate him, but it's, he's impossible to imitate. You understand me? When I tell you what I told you, you need to pay attention. <laughs> like, the, he, was, he was a father to all of us. And uh, to be a historical uh, influence on not just me, but on hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of wrestlers. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. And thank you, Dave, for, and Bully and Paul and everybody involved with, you know, getting Ron on here. That, that meant a lot to me. Dave, Ron Simmons is the man. Like, I don't even know if me and Mark can put into words how much Ron Simmons meant to the locker room, meant to the industry, what kind of a friend he is, what kind of a mentor. I know, I know Mark, you know, you know, just spoke about Ron, but I can't say enough good things about him. The one person when I see, like when uh like autograph sessions, conventions, and shows that hit when when you see him. He has the biggest smile on his face because he's yeah. happy to see you and you're genuinely happy to see him. And it's a hug. It's like you don't even talk for five minutes because you're just hugging each other and you're just laughing out. You're just laughing and smiling and you're laughing and smiling because of the memories that you had with one another, whether it was in a ring, in a locker room, in the car, in a bar, the whole nine yards. Ron is the man he, he's he's like the patriarch too like if you if you hear that ron simmons is at a signing like i've seen a line of wrestlers to get a hug from ron i mean you five or six deep a guy's standing there like this waiting on bully to get his turn waiting on me to get mine and then so they could be next like ron like they, the boys line up for him because of the respect factor. And 
Ron has done nothing but uh, gave you positive advice and tried to push you to be better than you were the day before. I, I just always appreciate that. And uh, not to mention, like, athletically, like, there's not been many people like Ron Simmons. You know, you know Ron Simmons uh, at 275 pounds, Dave, uh, had a 500-pound bench press and ran a, uh, a 4640. A 4640. And he was a nose tackle, but they 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 kind of played him as a hybrid. Like sometimes he'd drop and be a linebacker. Uh today, in today's football, he came along too soon. Is what happened. Mm. He came along well, too soon. I mean he's in he the He would be an all pro, perennial he, all pro today. He was he was in the college he's in the college football hall of fame. He, you know, I don't yeah. think people realize what a great college player he was. I mean, he's a legendary uh, you know, Florida State player, Mark, and I don't think I, I, I can't say he didn't get his due because when it comes to college, he really did. I mean, he's one of those people like a like a Derek Brooks that really stood out at Florida yeah. State. And, and and when they list the top football players that ever played at Florida State, it's a real short list. Ron Simmons, first. Deion Sanders, second. Derrick Brooks, third. And That's impressive. Deion Sanders yeah. and Derrick Brooks, both NFL Hall of Famers. Yeah, and they're both on that list of the 100 greatest players of all time. Both Deion right. Sanders and Derrick Brooks are amongst the 100. Think about that. 100 greatest players in the history Ever. of the NFL. And you still put Ron Simmons when it comes to his First. college career, above both those guys. So that That's tells crazy. you how great Ron Simmons was on the football field. Dave, Dave I'll nuts. never forget. And, Mark, um, I have only been manhandled twice in my career. Once was one by Bam Bam Bigelow, and once was by Ron Simmons. And the Ron Simmons story always blew my mind because we were in the locker room at, like, 6 o'clock and we were going over something. And this is when me and Demon first got to the WWE and we were working uh, house shows against the APA. And Ron said that, he goes, you know what, bub, I'm going to shoot you for that power slam. And I was, I didn't know how Ron wanted me to go into the power slam, whether he wanted me to go to the side or he wanted me to go straight out and over. And I said, Ron, how do you want me to take this? Now, Ron was wearing his jeans, his cowboy boots and a white, uh, a white tank top. He hadn't done, he hadn't warmed up. He wasn't in his gear, nothing. And at, I was probably about 325 pounds at the time. And he just picked me up in the locker room like I was a feather. And he goes, no, bub, I'll just lift you up like this. And he just held me there. And there was nothing that I could do about it. And when I say, I'm not exaggerating, I'm not embellishing for the story to put Ron over or make him look good. There was nothing I could do about it. I was being manhandled by another man with strength that I had never really, as strong as Mark is, at as many times as I've been in the ring with Mark, I never felt manhandled by Mark. Ron snatched me up like I was nothing. 
And that is a scary feeling. That is a fast, strong man. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league, or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. So, Dave, I have a list, a top 10 list, uh, I don't think you have, and that's the top 10 Mark Henry busted open quotes. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, I, you know what? <laughs> I do not have a laminated top 10 <laughs> Mark Henry busted open quotes list. So, go ahead, Mike. I love it. Uh, here we go. First, you get the food. And, by the way, you get you get all the normal ones that Mark said over the years, Three ninety nine. If it's uh, free, I'll take three. But – here are the, some of the more obscure ones. Now, wait a second. Are you going 10 to 1? or is this I'm going just 10 to 1. Right, Here go we ahead. go. Number 10. You get the food-related quotes. Kids were going to Sizzler. That's a good one. <laughs> it's like putting gravy on a Salisbury steak. Nice. Poutine gravy. So good, just inject it in me. Mmm. <laughs> it was all over but the crying. Uh, <laughs> I like that one, too. I like it. The pastor yelled at me for cussing about Raw. Okay. Now, what number are we up to now? You got to throw out the number. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my first time doing a top ten list. So okay. uh, I think that I think that was five. I got all right. Five. What do you got for four? All right. Four. Now we get into some of the. Body function type quotes. Okay. Here we go. Dave says, I'm a big fan of Pam Greer. Mark says, so is Jergens. <laughs> that is, that do, you know, that does help from chafing. What else you got? <sighs> <laughs> this is great. All right, so we got, we got uh, seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got, so you got three. Go. What's number three? All right. We're, we're up to uh, three. Okay. Dave is probably going to pee a little bit when I say this. That's a good he one. He did not know whether to pee or go blind. <laughs> All <laughs> right. And number one, what's the number, number one? Number one, Dave went to the palm reader, and they said he should stop having relations with himself. His hands were hairy. There you go. I remember that one like it was yesterday. Mike, great. I think, great. I think Denise went into shock. I don't think Mike, she knew what to do. That, that was, that oh, definitely, that, great, that, that definitely introduced Denise. prison I've had yet. Open. Yes. Mike, great We list, love you, my Mark. Hey, I love, love you love too, you. man. Thank you. All Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.